How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. In a loud, raucous arena that had nobody in it, it's postcast from the Pepsi Center. Jazz fall, 103-93 to the Denver Nuggets. David Locke along with Ron Boone here on Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Boy, I don't know really how much there is to say about this one, Ron. The Jazz made a valiant effort late, but we were calling this game in the second quarter, and I think the Jazz were up five, maybe up three. And I said on the broadcast, wow, they got no juice, no bounce, they're going to be down 10 pretty soon. And sure enough, they were. And it just was abundantly clear this team didn't have any energy tonight. Well, after that point, the Denver Nuggets seemed to go on a run. They ended up going 9 for 15 for the rest of that quarter and shooting 60%, whereas the Jazz were the opposite direction, making 7 of 22 shots for a measly 32%. I wonder if there's a level where the intricacy of our offense, which has been very good all year, uh, tenth in the league overall ends up leading to nights like tonight to happen. We, we've got to be sharp with our cuts, sharp with our passes, good with our picks. And so, if you're lacking a collective energy, the offense stagnates maybe more though than some other teams who run simpler stuff. You know, a couple of things there. You're absolutely right about that. But when the Jazz, uh, the ball sticks sometimes. When they don't execute well, like you just said, run the hard cuts and set good screens. When you're having bad shooting nights, that's what's going to get you a better high percentage shot. And, and, and in some cases, maybe even get you some layups. But speeding the game up a little bit, you know, when you have court offense, it's, it, it's definitely working for you. The Denver Nuggets, all they, they wasn't doing anything different than what other teams have done. They were switching all over the floor. I thought the Jazz should have been able to take care of it, take advantage of it. Well, that's the disappointing thing about tonight. Denver's a terrible defensive team, and they've been great offensively led by the move of Nikolai Jokic to the center position, but they are a terrible defensive team. 30th in the league over the last 10 games. It's only 30 teams, and the Jazz just couldn't take advantage of that. Tonight, that I'm assuming is Jazz doing, not Denver suddenly becoming a defensive team. I, I believe that. I mean, I, I don't think the Denver Nuggets offense, I mean, their defense was anything the Jazz have not seen. Um, it, it was just the offense. I mean, it, was, it seemed to be a lot slower than what the Jazz have, have played. They were, the ball was sticking. And mostly jump shots. And, you know, I don't care who you are, you're not, unless you're having one of those great nights shooting the basketball, you're not going to win without getting layups or getting some points in the paint. Last night, the Jazz have not shot the three well. They were 5 of 21 last night. They were 7 of 22 tonight. George Hill, the Jazz made a valiant effort. They started the fourth quarter down 13. They fought their way back, and then they had two moments of the game that really swung the game a little bit. They were down six with 3.16 left, and Denver had a mammoth defensive breakdown that led George Hill wide open for three that would have made it a three-point game at 92-89 with 3.16 left, and he missed it. Then they came back down, and Hill got another look, this time a wide open right corner look, with 2.23 left, 
in a four-point game. It would have made it a one-point game with 223 left, and he missed that as well. You know, it's a make-or-miss league. George has been shooting brilliantly all year. But though, I mean, that's that's the sequence. And then Nelson came back and hit a 21-footer the other way and kind of ended the night. But he hits one of those two, and it's a totally different game. Totally different ball game. Now the, the, the game, you get to a point where it's coached differently, uh, and, and things start to change when you get that close. And, and you know, I, I take those shots with George any day. I mean, he's a 44% three-point shooter and just didn't make them. End up making one when he really didn't count, but, you know, that's, uh, that's another story. Gordon Hayward was not good tonight. Two of ten from the field. Never got going in the ball game. We haven't seen that very often. Not very often at all. And, and you know, guys of this caliber, you're going to have nights like that. Not really sure. and I Couldn't really tell if if Denver really took him out of his game or not. But he just didn't just didn't have it. I mean, dude, what else can you say? I mean, he did not score. He only two for ten. And ten shots is not enough, for you know, for a guy like Gordon. But that's all he came up with. Two good news moments. Third quarter by Derek Favors. He had 16 points in 30. Absolutely schooled Nikolai Jokic. He looked like Derek. At halftime, I said, you gosh, you look at my notes on Favors, and you have these nights where he's just mammoth against Cousins and Davis, and you just he seems so far away from having one of those nights. We finally saw a flash of him being a dominant player there for a little while. Well, that mid-range jump shot, I think, is very, very important. And during that stretch, David, he was playing the center position, and he was uh, a, a couple of times being able to score with his back to the basket, but that little mid-range jump shot that he worked so hard on last year, uh, it came back tonight. It's an interesting point you kind of make there indirectly is that as Rudy is the center, Nikolai Jokic is a terrible defensive player, and when Rudy's the center, you're not able to take advantage of it, and that's what the Jazz were able to do with favors tonight was to be able to take advantage of that a little bit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So... Um, as you have mentioned, you know, all night long, that he is not a very good defensive player. And, and you know, uh, Derek took advantage of that. Uh, you know, what else can you say? The Jazz got beat tonight. I, I thought, I don't think the Jazz got beat. I, I, well, maybe they did. I'm thinking the Jazz beat themselves. Jazz just didn't, didn't have it, right, whatever. Just, just didn't have it. Final one, Alec Burks, back-to-back nights. Looks like the old AB and really could yeah. be a, a nice offensive player for this team. And, and actually... I thought he had a better defensive night tonight than we've seen out of him so far. He's, the last two nights, he's been engaged on both sides well. Well, and, and hoping that they can get that out of him every night, as far as every game anyway, with um, uh, on the defensive side. They know what kind of offensive player he is. I'm thinking that, you know, he's going to be that impact player that can come in as a threat to have a big night. Uh, but I was also thinking, you know, today when I was prepping for the ball game that if there's any player on this team that can maybe speed the Jazz up from time to time, it would be him. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Dante Exum did not play tonight. We were not told that before the game. I would assume at this point it was due to back-to-backs and a rest on that knee, but I do not know that. Uh, for a fact, Shelvin Mack and Neto got some of that time. Jazz lose tonight, 103-93. That's the final. Uh, we'll be back with you Thursday against the Los Angeles Lakers. This has been Postcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network here on Locked On Jazz.